All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. We're coming to you with another Torah portion. This is week 46, and Jake, uh, tell them what they should do. They should go and read it for themselves, uh, and then after you've done that, you can subscribe to our channel, and so you can catch all the updated uh, videos that we put out and hear all of our commentary. Yeah, and we appreciate you taking time to uh, take part in this, and we appreciate it if you tell your friends, tell your friends and family. Tell everyone you know and uh, share this on your social media platforms. There's probably a little share button somewhere and you can send them a link or share this with someone. We would appreciate any of that. Comments are always nice. And well, we also have a website. Yes, it's SabbathLounge.com. And also you can share this with people you don't know as well. Yes, just random strangers. Yep. (laughs) Well, um, Today, we're going to start with this Torah portion. Jake, uh, what's it called? It's called Ekev. Because? Because it's, that's Hebrew, Ekev. Yeah. That's Deuteronomy why. 7, 12 through eleven twenty five, And as we've discussed, Deuteronomy is a fantastic book. And if you've never read Deuteronomy, stop listening to us and go read it. Right, you're missing out. Now, disclaimer, this is, there's a lot in this section. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we'll go through it as quick as we can, but there's still a lot. And there may be a few things we kind of skip over, and you may want to go back and research a little bit more. But we'll jump right into it. In 7, 12 through 16, it's guarding the commandments. What does that mean, Jake? Uh, well, I think we talked about this in the last portion as well, about uh, uh, guarding and like protecting them, uh, keeping them making sure you're uh, not losing them or forgetting them or letting them uh, get mixed in with the, the pagans. Mm-hmm. So similar to guard the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, if you guard something, you, you know, I think if you're playing cards and you, you breast your cards, you know, you're putting them up close to you, close to your heart kind of thing. And that's the same kind of idea where, where you're putting it up um, up close to you and you're, it's important and um, you're going to take care of it. And in this idea of the blessings being multiplied, we're going to look at that a little bit. So Jake, tell us about uh, this scripture here. What's it talking about? All right. Well, I'll read it and then we'll kind of see some, pull some things out. Uh, If you listen to these rules and faithfully obey them, Yahweh your Elohim will keep his promise to you and be merciful to you as he swore to your ancestors. He will love you, bless you, and increase the number of your descendants. He will bless you with children. He will bless your land with produce, grain, new wine, and olive oil. He will bless your herds with calves and your flocks with lambs and kids. This will all happen in the land Yahweh will give you as he swore to your ancestors. You will be blessed more than any other people. Your men and women will be able to have children, and your animals will be able to have offspring. Yahweh will keep you from having any kind of illness. He will not strike you with any of the terrible diseases you experienced in Egypt. Instead, he will strike all those who hate you. You must destroy all the people Yahweh your Elohim hands over to you. Have no pity on them, and never worship their gods, because they will be a trap for you. Sign me up. Sounds all right. Signed up. So let's take a look at some of these uh, things. Hashtag blessed, Jake. What are we blessed by? We still doing the hashtags? Well, yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. So we're blessed with things like flocks, 
children, fruit, grain, cattle, sheep, wine, oil, and lack of disease. Those all sound like good blessings. Kind of sounds like. He'll take care of you. Food and water. And kind of sounds like heaven. Heaven. So, sounds yeah. like, a, you know, sounds pretty awesome. And so it is a foreshadowing to that for sure. No doubt. It's not hard to see that that's a pretty easy comparison to make. Yep. So we'll move on, hopefully, to something else here. There we go. All right, so we pulled out Revelation 21, and Revelation, we're focusing on, I don't know why it says 4, but I don't think it's supposed to be 4. Maybe I meant 14. So Revelation 21, uh, it talks about um, the sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. And that made me think of the cloud by day. And so that's kind of my connection back to the the blessings. You know, this is also referring to blessings. Um, so he's going to lead them to springs of living water. He's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. So, so it's they're not going to hunger. They're not going to thirst. The sun isn't going to shine on them. So, so kind of a similar uh, idea that we see in Revelation. Yeah. No sadness, no crying, no death. Right. Revelation 21. I'm not sure about the four, though. Yeah, check us on that. All so right, this Jake. is kind of... When you think about all the blessings he's given, I kind of went and thought about, well, what is what does the world look like today? Does it look like all those blessings? Um and he talks about being fruitful and, you know, giving you the blessings of children and all this stuff. And yes, we do have children and uh, it is a blessing. But you see all kinds of miscarriages. There's C-sections because childbirth is difficult and also because of medical pharmacia type things. Mm -hmm. You have premature births that are, you know, off the charts, you know, rejected offspring. That could be in terms of uh, your flocks or uh, people. Like you've heard of, uh, what is it, when uh, a mother kind of... Postpartum depression? Yeah. So, there, and then there's diseases and illnesses all over the place. There's high-risk pregnancies. And we have a whole unit for babies with issues, right? The NICU. Um, and then you have things like we need pesticides and irrigation and chemical fertilizers, all these things to help grow crops, wherein, you know, the blessing is you don't need this stuff. It's just going to grow for you, right? And then, it, Matt, have you heard of this idea of the diluted olive oil and honey? I have heard people say that... Uh, just recently, this week, that olive oil sometimes is not what they say it is. Yeah. And I've heard that for a while on honey. I know, like, if, if you're a coffee connoisseur, such as myself, <laughs> uh, you've gone to a lot of coffee shops, and they will offer you a more liquid honey. And the reason, you know, the main reason, that's a logistic thing. It's easier to dissolve into the honey, especially if it's a cold drink. Right. Because um, if you've ever tried to dissolve honey in iced coffee, <laughs> that doesn't work very well. It just is a big glob on the bottom. So that, but, you know, there, that's a practical I reason. I think some people might like that, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little prize at the end. Yeah. But I don't, but, 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 yeah. But I think people are 
cutting the honey and stretching it, I guess. Yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, trying to uh, make more money Mm -hmm. with less product. Yeah, yeah. And then here's just, if you just Google (laughs) olive oil, uh, what did we say? Uh, diluting the diluting all ol- diluted olive oil you adulteration of, yeah they're adulterating it that's right so, so search it out yourself see what you find yeah and then um, he strikes them with illness so mm-hmm. yeah here he's talking about um i will not give you the illnesses of egypt and yet they will fall on those who are wicked. So, um, once again, sign me up <laughs> for the no, no illness thing. Yeah. No illness <laughs> and in it falling on my enemies. Yeah. Awesome. So I think a lot of times we go, Oh man, people are getting sick. That devil, he's after us again. Yeah. But Yah doesn't share his glory and, He's the one that says, I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Um, so, and I don't know. I've heard I've heard people kind of flinch at this, but, you know, the, the, just the fact is Yahweh's in control and he, he kind of decides what's going to happen. <laughs> well, scripture says he disciplines those he loves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some, sometimes it's discipline and it's an opportunity when you're struck with illness, you know, yeah, it's terrible, but, and I don't wish it on anybody, but uh, a lot of times you are forced with, am I going to turn to Yah or am I going to become bitter and I'm going to deny him? Right. And you can be, you know, there's a lot of people that are faced with illness and they go on to be a great example to their family of how they respond and they're not afraid, and um, and and they witness to to their family at the very end in ways maybe they wouldn't have before. Yeah, and so I just wanted to make the point that you know, be careful who you're giving credit to. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if we keep Torah, Jake, why are we seeing illnesses still to this day? Have you heard? Have you gotten this question? Have you heard this question yeah. before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and actually, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the Torah movement have like crazy illnesses that they deal with, and uh, but it's un- not unlike any other group of people. Uh, the th- truth is that he offered them this, and they blew it. So, yeah. <laughs> so now you see illness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Seven nineteen, they saw the mighty hand and outstretched powerful arm. What, what do you think about this, Jake? Yeah, so this is when he's talking about when uh, he's telling them that they saw all these miraculous signs coming out of Egypt. So clearly, he's talking about the people that are still alive. So they would have been twenty or younger, right? Younger mm-hmm. than twenty years old uh, from the time the forty years began. Because all the all of those people are dead now, um, so may they rest in peace. Right, and so he's bringing to mind to those who were children at the time. Remember, you saw these things through the wilderness, and so 
uh, and we pointed this out in the last portion, he's going to keep saying this a lot, uh, that they saw it with the mighty hand and the outstretched arm, and that is an uh, allusion to uh, Yeshua and mm-hmm. uh, uh, him on the Staros. So, yeah. The Tav, as they say. Yeah. And then in 722, we see this uh, concept little by little. Your Elohim, sorry, let me start over. Little by little, Yahweh, your Elohim, will force these nations out of your way. You won't be able to wipe them out quickly. Otherwise, you'd be overrun with wild animals. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) So, and there's this concept of little by little, which we also see in Isaiah, Isaiah 2810, for precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And uh, to me, Jake, I see this concept of this is how the kingdom is built. And it's a concept that, uh, you, you know, he didn't do these things overnight. He, he, he gave people time to grow. He gives us time to grow. He doesn't, you know, give you this giant uh, needle and just vaccinate you all at once. Uh, because you couldn't handle it. Right. And so it's a, it's a, he gives you just a little bit at a time um, and uh, for you to digest and for it to process and become a part of who you are. Yeah. You know, I was talking to someone about uh, Acts 15 and about Torah, and they were like, well, uh, I, so I was describing how, well, he's giving them a starting point. You know, these are things that we can start with. And the person responded with, uh, well, if if it's sin, why didn't you just tell them all of the sins right there and, you know, mm-hmm. no sin from now on, you know, and it's this concept of little by little, you know, he tells them, go to the go to the synagogues on the Sabbath and mm-hmm. you'll pick this stuff up as as you need it and uh, mm-hmm. as it comes up. So and it's just like how we teach children. Right. We also don't do that with children. We right. don't give them everything and sit them down day one, you know, as soon as they can understand words and explain the birds and the bees to them, you know, right. It just, they couldn't understand. Yeah. They don't know what a bird is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you have to do things at the right time. Yeah. All right, Jake, 725, burn the graven images of the gods and do not desire the silver and gold on them. It's a snare to you. Yeah, so um, it would be, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. you're like, okay, we just took over all these uh, uh, pagan societies. What am I just? Gonna, what am I just going to burn all this I'm silver and gold? This all no, go to waste? no, it's a gift from Yah, and I'm going to use it uh, for Him. Right? Yeah. It's the bleeding mm-hmm. of the sheep in my ears. The mm-hmm. He prefers uh, obedience to sacrifice. Right? It's that same concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't take your drug money and you know, <laughs> and throw it in the trash, basically. So this is similar to Joshua chapter seven. I think it's around verse sixteen and on. There it talks about Achan, and uh, so he takes these Babylonian garments and the silver and gold from them, and <laughs> Joshua takes him into the valley of Achor, and they stone him and burn him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> crazy. That's serious. But that's what they were supposed to do with the idols and stuff. And they were supposed to burn it up. So he got the same treatment that the 
idols were supposed to get that he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't get he hid them in his tent and it's important to note i know in the last few we've talked about uh, all the people they were supposed to kill and destroy and that's something you you, you kind of have to wrestle with if you're going to be intellectually honest with how you think about god you know that's something we have to wrestle with and and I encourage you to study that out and look at things like the Nephilim and look at these people that uh, they're wiping out and they are giants. And, 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 you know, kind of that's worth chasing some of those rabbits if you've never chased them. And once you start to see that the these people uh, that they're told to k- kill all of them are probably contaminated seed, if you will. So, yeah, that's something you should study out on your own. Yeah. One of the big things that... Uh kind of helps that fall into place is look at the names of these kings and what their names mean yeah and it kind of shows you what they're into and it's not good stuff none of it's good yeah all right so we got lots of quotes here and this is a great quote in eight three so jake what does it say here so he made you suffer from hunger and then fed you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had seen before he did this to teach you that a person cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that Yahweh speaks. Hmm. Matthew 4.4 4. Yeshua answered, Scripture says a person cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that Yahweh speaks. So now you know where it came from. Yep. So he uh, used an Old Testament verse there. Yes, he did. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. The, the, the words that he helped author. The words that he was. Yes, that he, yeah, he was word made flesh. So in nine one we see live, multiply, possess. That's right. And we're going to see that. Going to see that a lot. Yes, and then, and we'll kind of smooth into that too. But uh, so he's uh, consuming fire, and he uses the Israelites to destroy the Anakims. And in this translation right here, it describes them. I think I'm looking at the sefer. It calls them great and tall, yes. which we might call giants. Right. Yeah. So look into that. They're clearly giants, extra tall people. So here's another concept where we say uh, you can see grace in the Torah. So Jake, read what this says. So you're saying grace isn't just a New Testament concept? No. Okay. Let's see. When Yahweh your Elohim expels these people in front of you, don't say to yourselves, because we've been living right, Yahweh brought us here to take possession of this land. No, it's because these nations are so wicked that Yahweh is forcing them out of your way. It's not because you've been living right or because you're so honest that you're entering to take possession of their land. It's because these people are so wicked that Yahweh your Elohim is forcing them out of your way. It's also because Yahweh wants to confirm the promise he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So understand this. It's not because you've been living right that Yahweh your Elohim is giving you this good land to possess. You are impossible to deal with. Yeah, it doesn't sound like like a ringing endorsement here, but but at the beginning, you know, that's powerful. It's not because you're doing anything so great, uh, and it's because of his grace uh, and, and because of his promise. So right. it's uh, de- definitely an interesting passage. And then we're going to see a lot of this, Jake. Blessings. And curses. And curses. Yeah, it's all kind of throughout here. A lot of if-then statements. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of divide this up into, uh, you know, that, that those scriptures here, 7 
Seven twelve through nine six is blessings, and then nine seven through eleven twenty five is curses. And then nine twenty one took your sin away, is what I meant to say there. I took that sinful calf you made and burned it. I crushed it, grinding it thoroughly until it was as fine as powder. Then I threw the powder into the river that flowed down the mountain. So, you know, basically it's an example of he took the sin and burned it, crushed it, ground it. Yep. And it made them eat it. Yeah. Uh, 10, 12 through 13, Yah's will for your life. It's kind of the same idea, the blessing and curses, my way or his way. That's right. And I kind of wanted to read this too because it's pretty, uh, well, you'll see. And now, Israel, what does Yahweh your Elohim require of you but to fear Yah your Elohim, to walk in all his ways and to love him, and to serve Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul? to keep the commandments of Yahweh and his statutes, which I command you this day for your good. The commandments are for your good. And that's the my way yeah. on the screen there. Mm-hmm. Or the his way. Sorry. His way. His way. Yeah. And that's a great passage you read, by the way. And then 1016 talks about circumcision of the heart. Right. So that's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about, circumcision of the heart. And uh, But people want to argue and say we're trying to be flesh mutilators sometimes. Yeah, but the flesh is just a fruit of the inward situation. It says circumcised, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. So if you're stiff-necked... That's Your not heart is not circumcised. Yep. And they were stiff-necked people. So in 1022, we see this idea. You know, I just wanted to point it out. There's a multitude and the number 70 mentioned. So, um, so. Yeah, I thought this was interesting also. Mm-hmm. The the 70 people, the 70 nations, you yeah. know, all, yeah. all the nations. Yeah, anytime you see 70, think about nations. And then 11.3, Yah's mighty right arm. It's kind of going back to the other scripture we mentioned a little bit. And then there's a connection to Acts 2.33, Hebrews 8.1. But uh, go look those up, see how they're connected. Right. All right, Jake. Lots of possess here. Yeah. So uh, how Not does that to relate confused to... with pizzazz? Right. You can confuse it with that if you want. Yes. But uh, also possesses important. So, uh, and then going to talk about possessing and Korah is mentioned again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so how does that tie into Psalms? All right. In Psalms, we see Korah mentioned because it says in 106, Psalms 106, 16 through 18, in the camp, certain men became envious of Moses. They also became envious of Aaron, Yahweh's holy one. The ground split open and swallowed Dathan. It buried Abram's followers. A fire broke out amongst their followers. Flames burned up the wicked people. That certainly is the Korah scenario. And if you weren't sure what Korah was about, this one kind of sheds a little more light on it, that uh, they were envious. Yeah. 
which was not a good thing. And that's why Moses, as soon as he hears it, he like gets on face down on the ground is like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Bad news bears. And then Jake, uh, Deuteronomy 11, 10 through 11, uh, you're bringing out some, something kind of interesting here. So, yeah, he talks about how they had to water their gardens uh previously but in the land they will have rain so it says for the land where you go in to possess it is not as the land of egypt from whence you came out uh where you sowed thy seed and watered it with thy foot as a garden of herbs so yeah the land they came out of they had to water and irrigate their gardens um not any water with foot i know how i do it my water hose bib is a little quarter turn valve that i put in and i can just push it closed with my foot well there so, you go may, maybe he means water by foot like you're gonna have to walk with the bucket yeah and pour water on your plants yeah to me this is talking not with about, a water hose bib yeah it's talking about uh you have to put in the work yeah yeah this wasn't easy but, but that's an interesting concept about uh the difference of between I think you could do like a whole lesson on this about watering uh, with irrigation versus yah watering is. Yeah. And which one is easier and which one is better. And it, yeah. And it ties into, uh, you know, uh, you plant and yah waters, right? That kind of thing. Um, If you're sitting over there trying to water it, you know, you're, you're trying to do it by your own hand instead of letting him do it. Yeah. And if it's hot where you are listening to this right now, hot and dry, uh, at the time of this recording, it is summertime and it's hot and dry and we don't usually get rain this time of year. And you can water the the snot out of your grass. You can water it every day and you can kind of make it green, but you get one rain to come through and everything is just like explodes. Yeah. So, you know, there's something about rain that just can't be replaced. It's very easy to see that difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he makes it obvious, like, yeah, okay, you're cute and all, and you try to water some <laughs> things, but let me show you how this is really done. Yeah. And then Deuteronomy eleven thirteen, If you faithfully obey the commands that I'm giving you today, love Yahweh your Elohim and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. And there that you know. is connected to Matthew twenty two thirty six through 40. Teacher, which commandment is the greatest in Moses' teachings? Yeshua answered him, Love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. All of Moses' teachings and the prophets depend on these two commands. Well, now you know where you got it. Yep. And then there's this concept of 24-7. In 11, 18 through 20, it says, Take these words of mine to heart and keep them in mind. Write them down, tie them around your wrist, wear them as headbands as a reminder. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home or away, when you lie down, when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And that is something, if you're not living that out, you should figure out how to do that. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's extremely important. All right, so we got a little bit of wedding language here, Jake, in verse 22. Faithfully obey all these commands I'm giving you. Love Yahweh your Elohim, follow all his directions, and be loyal to him. 
And in, I believe, one translation I looked at, it even used the word cleave. And uh, it definitely associates, uh, um, and the Sefer in 22, it refers to it as cleave unto him instead of being loyal to him, which cleave to me, you know, really, really fits the wedding language. Right. All right, Jake, we looked at possesses and 13 times. So we listed some verses here. Some There's some duplicates of the word possess within these, but, you know, 13 times he mentions the word possess just in this Torah portion alone. What is the deal? I think he's trying to say it's important that they go in and possess the land and such because you have to take the gift to receive the gift. <laughs> yeah. You have to go in and get it. There's a you part. Um, he's, right. he's offered you something. Mm-hmm. Now get it. Yeah, I was just talking. I had an interesting conversation with a pastor. I was doing some work on his property, and I had that conversation with him about, you know, I don't believe in greasy grace. And it was interesting. He he does, He does. said he didn't either. And we talked about how there's always a you part. You know, uh, people who teach there's not a you part, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and I was, It's gl- I'm glad to know that, uh, you know, there are people uh, in, in the quote-unquote church today that, that think and understand that. Right. That know there's a, there's a you part to this. And clearly there was a you part here to this possessing, and they didn't always do it. And there's a spiritual component, too. It's this idea of possessing your mind and your heart. And, and, and uh, th- that is so much more powerful today um, because we don't have a land necessarily to go to possess, but we got to possess our mind and heart, and that's very hard to do today. Yeah, you have a lot of things looking to uh, possess it themselves if you don't. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake, we've come to the end there. I think we kind of went through that a lot faster than I thought we would. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot in there, but, uh, um, you know, just trying to hit the highlights. So Yeah. And bottom line is we encourage you to read these Torah portions and search it out for yourself. Take your own notes. You know, I highly recommend to buy, not that I'm endorsed or sponsored in any way by anyone. Um, not that we'd be opposed to that, <laughs> but but we are not. Um, and I have the Sefer book. Um, you know, get you some book uh, like the Torah portions all in one place. Something you can take notes on and keep year after year and kind of build build your knowledge base and keep, I've seen people do this with journal. In fact, there's somebody recently I saw a, a Torah sister who has a Etsy page and she sells some kind of a, like a journal page uh, where she, where you can purchase. Uh, and if you wanted that link, I think I could find that link for you, but uh, where she takes like the Torah portion and, and kind of helps you have a page where you can take notes and things. So nice. It's a good, good practice to develop so right well we appreciate you stopping by sabbath lounge and and we encourage you if you are part of a group uh use a free resource that's available to them jake tell them about the free resource the free resource is who doesn't like free right can be found at sabbathlounge.com and you just click on torah portions it's hidden right there at the top Mm -hmm. uh, for everyone to see and then you can follow along the torah portions you can it's very easy to follow along you can just click the link it'll pull up the section that you're you're going to read that week so yeah torah portions made easy it's all there it's got a cartoon by our brother joshua myers 
Correct. And we encourage you to check out his work and check out his books. And he was gracious enough to let us use that. And then it also has Torah in 60 seconds, which gives you a brief synopsis of the Torah portion. And sometimes they're funny. Yep. And then you can, then our teaching, well, quote unquote teaching, our notes are on there and you can check those out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, the end of this. Jake, you got anything to say? Uh, go forth and prosper, Matt. Take possession. Yeah, multiply. Be All fruitful right. and multiply. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. And this is Matt and Jake signing out. Yeah.